0: Welcome back to the AIM podcast, episode 21 with Hannah Guzik. Outstanding conversation. You guys are going to love what we talked about. We had so many different topics we went into, and it was just an overall great, great conversation. But without further ado, we want to send a huge shout out and congratulations on behalf of the AIM team to all the recent college graduates around the country, but especially at our heart and soul, Western Carolina University. It's an exciting milestone and we're so proud of you guys to get there. And we just want to wish you the best of luck as you move forward into the next stages of your life and the next endeavors and know that with ambition anything is possible and we have your back 100% of the way. This week our motivational Monday topic was a quote from Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson. Normally it's something that we come up with or we talk about, but this week we chose to take a quote for someone who's a a great motivator, a great successful person, and the quote is, success at anything will always come down to this, focus and effort, and we control both. This is a powerful quote, and I think it's something that a lot of people need to really understand because in the world we're living in today and in just the time period, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of there's a lot of different distractions, and some people find it easier to make excuses for their lack of success. But when you really break success down, it it's quite simple. And, and there's there's obviously external factors that can that can come into play here, but at the core of success, it really comes down to how focused you are on achieving whatever you're setting out to do and the effort you put into achieving it. And when you break it down like that, It's it's so it's so important to have a a clear focus, a clear attack of what you need to accomplish. And then once you have that plan, once you have that focus on what you're going after, you have to give it everything you have. You have to put in the effort of a champion to get champion results. And that's so exciting because those are two things that we can control. You can control them. And if you apply this formula to your life, you will find success at whatever you are trying to accomplish. Jumping back into Hannah, we're about to jump into this next segment and we just want you guys to know how good it is. Hannah is a beast. She has you know, been su- super successful in what she's done and she's also been so very supportive of AIM and we appreciate it. We're so proud of her. Hannah is a nationally qualified NPC bikini competitor as well as a dancer and an entrepreneur. She's the head coach at G2 Fitness and can help you with all of your fitness needs. You guys got to check her out on Instagram at Hannah Guzik Fit, and trust me, this is not an episode you're gonna want to miss. Without further ado, Hannah Guzik. All right, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the Aim Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I was looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, this is this is going to be a really cool episode. This is uh, I'm excited about. It. I know our community is because you've been someone we've been able to kind of promote a little bit. Um, yeah. you've, been, you've been crushing it and it's been just so much fun to see your success and your hard work pay off and, and all the things you're doing.
1: No, That's awesome. It's, it was really cool. Like all, all throughout the time that we started speaking, we have actually been having same family coming over to my page to show me some love and it's touched a little bit. It's awesome.
0: That's super cool. Kind of give everyone listening a little backstory of how we got connected. It was through one of our AIM Alpha fan members, Sarah Lown. She's uh, awesome. She's killing it. And, uh, you know, you and her go way back. So you can even tell us a little bit about y'all's background before we even jump into what you did.
1: <laughs> so Sarah and I have known each other since we were literally in the stroller. We have photos of my golf camp, all that. We grew up in the same small town. Um, I can send you some blackmail photos, honestly. <laughs> <and time. laughs> but yeah, so I'm originally from Florida. Grew up there was super into dance all my life. I danced competitively, nationals, the whole nine. That was literally my identity. Um, but in high school, I actually found weightlifting and actually Sarah and I did our first weightlifting class together. And that was another bonding moment for us, you know, like learning how to re-rack the movements, Maxine and her and I, if you know Sarah, were competitive. For sure. So that was a good class, I'll just say. <laughs> No. um but after high school I graduated I moved to New York City by myself I attended the fashion institute of technology also um was a college dancer there was pursuing my dreams going forward uh being a, actually I wanted to be Radio City Rocket for quite some time but while I was here I noticed that I would actually kind of got down to like a low state of my life um that's when I actually turned back to weightlifting and I actually got into bodybuilding. So pretty much one day I woke up, I was like, I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. I signed up for a show and I was like, no matter what, on this day, I'm stepping on stage, tanned and glazed, no matter if I like it or not. So I'm going to make sure I look good. That's how I got into it.
0: Wow. No, I love that. That's super cool. (laughs) It's it's cool to see how you obviously you know, you are where you are now, but you've had so many different things you've got involved with along the way that's kind of led to this moment. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So I think that's super cool. And we can kind of jump into more of that. What, if you don't mind me what got you to New York City? Because that's a big jump, you know, from, for anybody really, but that's a huge city. And I know there's people always talk about the dreams and opportunities in that type of city. What got you to New York City?
1: So, I was actually someone who I never thought that I would live here. I always thought that I'd be kind of like a Georgia girl, more of a Southern, just taking it easy in the suburbs kind of person. Um, obviously that's not how life works out. Life changes every single second of your day. And I was just chilling out one day. I think it was like right before a holiday. And my dance coach sends me an audition for the Rockettes. They have this like crazy summer intensive. And when they say intensive, they mean intensive. Like <laughs> It is eight hour days and heels dance full out all the time. I've never sweat more in my life than those days. Um, so she just sends me this and she's like, hey, you should you should audition. And I'm like, I appreciate it, but I haven't tapped in five years. I don't know if my lanky like awkward arms can do this because I thought it was going to be a ballerina. So I was like, all right, let's go for it. I showed up at the audition, had a migraine and everything, was not set up for success. <laughs> um, but somehow, by the grace of God, I got the audition, which was insane to me because only 30% of people who audition actually get into the intense stuff, and it's a global audition. Wow. wow. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, got in, and I saw New York, and I was like, okay, I absolutely love this so i was like all right what do i want to do in new york and i always knew that i wanted ever since i was younger i come from like a small business family i would look like my father and be like i want to have business one day but i want to be better than yours because i was very confident apparently when i was young
0: <laughs> I <love
1: that. laughs> and i was like i absolutely love cosmetics i love fashion industry how innovative it is and how much of a powerhouse people don't understand how much the fashion industry actually drives our economy um, and I was like, you know what? I want to do business in this. Got into FIT, which was an absolute dream for me. And the rest is history.
0: That's incredible. Was going into, was fashion your main thing? That's what, like, when you were younger, that's what you wanted to do and dance. And, you know, everything else you did was kind of on the side.
1: Um, I would definitely say dance was the main thing for me. I was, I almost skipped my senior prom because I had a dance competition. My family had to yell at me to be like, it can wait. You can literally compete the next day. It's like, no, I, I want to grab my trophy physically.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> wow. um, so it's definitely dance all the way, but I always, I would say it was dance first. And then business was like just below it. Once I got to New York, it completely flipped. It was business. A hundred percent. My school had so many opportunities for me, literally within my first three weeks of moving here. Next thing you know, it was New York fashion week. I was had like a respiratory infection I walked down um New York Fashion because they like cast it and I'm like what is going on it was like literally the New York dream so that definitely switched when I was up here um didn't expect that but I'm really happy it did because let's just say business you can do it a lot more <laughs> a lot longer than you can with dance um but I was able to find like a happy balance between the both of them
0: that's amazing yeah I feel like our stories are pretty similar with that with basketball you know I was I grew up playing basketball. Played in college here at Western, and now I got involved with business. And I've I've always been involved with business, but like I've created something bigger with my friends. And now it's like you know, there's a lot we can do with it. And it's just kind of (laughs) in life where you feel that that shift, and it's exciting. So,
1: yeah, it's not like you're ever going to completely let go of basketball, too. It's still going to be a part of your life, but it's much more sustainable going forward.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And so you spent your time in New York, and then talk to us more about kind of that transition period from you know, your your school and your your dance stuff into this new kind of current stage phase where you are now where you're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it with the bodybuilding and and all the competitions you're doing.
1: Thank you. Um I really appreciate that. I have such a crazy like rookie year with the bodybuilding. Um but yeah like I was saying I had this had one of those aha moments in college and I was just like I don't like the way I look I I dropped a lot of weight. I'm someone when I'm stressed and focused on a lot of work, especially getting into like that New York, New York high, as they call it, when you're just going nonstop, I, I literally stopped eating. I was probably consuming between 600 to 800 calories a day, pulling 16, 17, 18 hour days constantly every single day, still on the dance team, like literally running myself to just bones. Um, I just remember I looked at myself one day, I was like, I feel horrible. I look like sticks walking around (laughs) like this isn't i was not happy whatsoever so that's when i had like that pivotal moment where i was like okay like i need to start doing something i remembered weightlifting i knew what i needed to do i was blessed with some incredible dance coaches back in florida where you know they taught us like you need to eat you need to function like we want strong dancers not just something that looks nice over here right um So I was like, okay, and like you know what to do. If you don't know, figure it out. Like you don't have any excuses anymore. Like do this for yourself. Um, so I just again like I signed up and I went for it. My very first show that I ever did, I don't even consider it anymore. (laughs) That was in 2019. I was proud of myself because I reverse dieted, which I encourage so many people who are having that really mental struggle with food to consider whether they do need to bring up their maintenance calories, um, is the reverse diet, which is slowly adding in calories to your body because your maintenance, your body it adapts to whatever it needs to be in order to survive. Um, your maintenance calories can be so low. Like mine were six to 800 calories. Like I felt full afterwards, but I was running on E. Um, so I slowly built my way back up to that show, which believe it or not, you're supposed to like get shredded for <laughs> Bodybuilding show, not bulk up for it like I did. <laughs> um, so I spent 2019 bulking up, kept on going into 2020, still like just building that muscle, getting back into weightlifting, working on my form, which oh my gosh, has come quite a far away. <laughs> um, and then from there, once COVID hit, I did gain that like quarantine fluff, as I'm calling it for some people. <laughs> So I had that on, and I was like, "Shoot, I don't like the way I look anymore." Again, and I was like, "All right, we're doing another show." Signed up again, and I was like, "Okay, I'm hooked." And that's when I started competing in NPC.
0: That's amazing. What? So you kind of you kind of touched on it, but I want to hear more, maybe a little more in depth. So when you're planning out like your your schedule for these competitions, these shows, what is there is there something that's is there some strategy to it, or is it more of you just saying, "Look, I'm gonna pick this date, I'm gonna go compete, and I'm gonna train as hard as I can and get ready for it."
1: So yes and no, um, definitely when you're first starting out, it usually tends to be like, okay, I picked a date, let's go for it. Mm -hmm. That's what the grand majority of people do. That's what I did. What I suggest and what I do now going forward is it is strategy. It is time. And, uh, the biggest thing that I learned as well is letting your body pick the show. Don't Mm -hmm. let like your mind pick the show and force and drive your body down. It's not going to be worth it. Um, so going forward, like for example, for this season, I'm letting my body pick. I when I was reversing out of my last season, I was like, you know what, I need to grow my shoulders, I need to go my grow my glutes a little bit, I need to grow a little bit of my back as well. So what I did is I'm like, okay, we're gonna be in growing season for a while until I'm happy with where I am with my growing season. That's when I'll start my cut. And then your cuts, I mean, they're usually between what they should be is um like a 14. 18 week time period um and that's just to make sure that you get down with a nice steady decline and it's not going to be anything too sharp because the last thing we want to do is sh- completely shock your metabolism and destroy it that's not the point of this whatsoever if anything your metabolism should actually get better after mm-hmm. doing these shows cuz you're so good at maintaining um a new maintenance calories for yourself um so definitely now it's a lot of strategy going forward i'm Probably will compete at the very end of this year. I have some shows like in mine, but I know no matter what, I need to do a 16 week cut, and that's the time that I need in order to get to where I need to be for a stage, like stage lane.
0: Wow, that's super cool. I find that that's fascinating. Like, I was talking to Gabe, uh, Gabe Bollinger, who we had yeah. on a couple weeks ago, and uh, and he's you know, he's in bodybuilding as well. and He was explaining to me like, he just did his first competition and crushed it, won two, won two different awards. and but then he was like, man, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take like two or three years and, and not be on stage. I'm like, what do you mean two or three years? Yeah. But like, like you said, it really is a process driven um, endeavor. And like, you really just have to day by day, just grind on it. And it's gotta be, you know, you just have to believe and buy into the process.
1: Exactly. I, one of the coaches that I personally follow, um, and I completely self-coached myself. I taught myself did my certifications, all that, like, that I guided myself through, but I did have this amazing person. His name is Paul Rivella. I suggest everyone follow him. He like kind of took me under his wing as needed. Um, And one of his quotes is they call it bodybuilding for a reason. If you're not building the muscle and literally building out the body that you want or what you need in order to win these competitions, you're not doing it right.
0: No doubt. And that that actually brings in something I really wanted to touch on and and talk with you about, because I think you could shine a lot of light and value. It's just like this idea of like, you know, with social media, with the abundance of being able to post and promote yourself and and your successes, like, I want to talk about like that process of getting to that point, because everyone sees like that final product, you know, you're up on stage with your medals and, you know, looking great and, and everyone that does it. But like, I think too many people, they don't realize or understand or even just fathom, like. All the work that's put in, the the discipline, the sacrifice, the diet, the, the training. Like, let's talk about that a little bit because I think that's something that more and more people need to hear more about.
1: Definitely, it is a mindset. It is a twenty four seven. It's not just diet. It's not just the exercises. It's every single day you're getting up. So during that time, I was getting up at four thirty in the morning in the gym at five five fifteen, depending on what time I got there. I was in there doing my cardio every single, not every single day. I was doing it um, five to six days a week because rest, I'll get back to this point, but rest is just as important as the exercise. I will completely vouch for that for the rest of my life. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, every single day it is you wake up, you get yourself done, you get your macros and it is so vitally important to stay consistent hitting those macros every single day keeping your food as consistent as possible makes it even better for your body. Um, and then like with the exercises, they always say like, Oh, while you're in prep, like you lose strength, you feel like that, but you shouldn't. So it's also like, as you're slowly like lowering your gas tank in terms of like calories that you're intaking, you're still having to go 150% in the gym, if not even harder. So for example, I am not a runner. I've never been a runner. I could sprint a little bit, but that's the farthest I'll ever go. I was out there and I was running because I knew between my second show and my fourth show that I needed to lose a good amount of body fat. And I was like, okay, in order for me to look the way I want to and have like my glute tie in and everything popping on stage, I need to lose, lose a little bit more. And right now steady state, isn't just cutting it for me. I got to throw in some intervals in there. So it's definitely the mindset that you have while you're doing this. It is pretty intense because you're like, end of day, again, like I was saying, you're going to be on stage glazed up for me in a sparkly bikini. Like I, I know I want to look good right. and that's my motivation. And every single second of the day, you're thinking about like planning out your meals, making sure you get your water in. And it's a constant 24 seven investment. And that's what makes this sport so interesting. That's when everyone gets there. It's such a cool vibe because everyone's like, We did that. <laughs> like we survived X amount of weeks of just constant hard work. And it's incredible.
0: No doubt. And I bet that you bring up a cool point. I bet it is cool. Like, you know, obviously there's I'm sure a lot of competitive drive, like when you get to these competitions, but like the people you're around, like, you were I'm sure you respect, like you know what they've been through because you've done the same thing. And it's probably a cool synergy there where you're like wow like we've really done this this is this is cool
1: it's incredible because the amount of support that you have at first usually people are kind of scared backstage talk um and it just takes that one person to break the ice, and everyone will just start talking about oh how is your prep how's this how are you feeling right now where are your cards at and it'll just like take off the seal and everyone starts talking about their mental struggles what they went through i was competing with this one girl and she literally diagnosed with cancer again and was battling all of that throughout her prep and I'm just like I'm so mad at myself for forever complaining about having to get up and do cardio because this girl was doing it after treatment mm. like it is such an incredible community but it's also such a small community as well and just having that backstage is such an incredible feeling
0: no question would you say you learn like are y'all pretty open about how you communicate and share information of like tips and tricks and like stuff like that too
1: yeah so there are a lot of people who will start talking about like what their coaches advise for diet. Um, I know a big topic right now, um, which I can voice my opinion on it, um, about like water intake, how much water you should be drinking. Should you be cutting it out or should you be um, increasing it coming up to show day? So that's always a topic of conversation backstage. I, you, your body needs water, your main majority of water, your muscles in order to look plump on stage. Yep. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. You need water. <laughs> so, that's my opinion, but that's always like a big topic backstage. And also people just talking about like, you know, what kind of foods were they having? How did they make it taste good? Everyone freaks out about the low calorie sauces. So definitely people share like the little tips and tricks backstage.
0: No do you like to cook? Or do you enjoy that? Or you just kind of go strictly just the diet just to get it in?
1: Um, I definitely like to have fun with my meals. I feel like my Instagram kind of turns into like a little cooking channel while I'm on prep. <laughs> so everyone will, no one asks for it. Absolutely zero people ask for. it. I'm just putting out the content. Um, but you guys will constantly see my little oatmeal pancakes that I make. Um, my potatoes, I make like a different like home fry every morning. My
0: um, breakfast sandwiches, so good. That sounds good. What's your what's your go-to pre-workout snack? Ooh.
1: So when I'm not on prep, as of right now, and like I'm going to like train with a friend um, and I'm very excited to go train, I'll have like a Rice Krispie treat just cause it's nice and light, sweet, easy, quick sugar into my body and I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, when it comes to just like normal everyday or when I was in prep it was usually English muffin um, with a little bit of peanut butter. I have it about like 45 minutes before cause it takes a little bit longer to digest but I find that my body absolutely loves that. Um, and also if you're getting like peanut butter, almond butter, do a little bit of salt on top of it too. It's just going to help get everything pumping.
0: We will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll clip this and we'll put this on like a food fried or something, maybe recreate it and shout it out. So I think that's,
1: a oh, I'll be all over the place. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. But, um, cool. So next thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and we, we touched on it, but like, we talked about the mindset, like obviously there's it's a big mental game, like getting to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to put in this time. But what have you learned either from the mindset or from just the process overall that you can apply to other areas of your life?
1: Discipline. Yeah. Um, growing up dancing, I was always already very disciplined. I need to do X, y, and Z. I need to do my stretches. If I have practice, I'm going to make sure I'm there on time, hair pulled back, all of that but this is a different type of discipline because it wasn't like a light switch you can turn on and off. It was very much, I would say it's more comparable to having like a checklist every single day of, I have all these tasks I need to accomplish no matter what, before I close my eyes tonight, what am I going to do to make sure I accomplish that? And that's how I'm going to base my day Um, in that discipline of having control of like, you know what? I need to do all of these either. It's going to be up to me to, cram it in all last minute at nighttime, trying to shove 120 grams of protein at one time down my throat, or I can be smart about this and take it bits by bits throughout the day. Um, So I definitely think like discipline throughout this prep um, really helped me with every single aspect, especially like when it came to finishing up school, applying it to work, it's incredible learning experience that I feel like every bodybuilder goes through. But also, I will say, um, I would say it's learning how to lose in a way. Again, I said I'm extremely competitive. Um, I had a very good season for a first timer. I won first at Summer Shredding. Um, I won an overall title nationally qualified twice. But when it came to Amateur Olympia, um, I placed second at the very, very last movement they moved me out to second. And let me tell you, I think about that all the time when I'm in the gym where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do two more sets cause I'm not going to get second again. But it's also, I feel like if I didn't have that learning experience and didn't learn to lose that way that I would have not been in that mindset, I would have been like, all right, this is good enough here. So this sport is definitely a humbling in that source, but also through, out the different examples but humbling you you're going to get this new drive and discipline out of it that's worth so much more
0: that's good and that and like let's be honest like that's how life is like everyone thinks it's a linear uphill like you're going to the top like there's so many roadblocks. you know like you said even even second place is still really good but as a competitor you're like i can't have that like i want to win exactly that's cool how you can use those things to you know prospectively you know drive you moving forward and like you know make it an advantage and a positive thing
1: Mm -hmm. and the only thing with the sport is you have to keep in mind there's competitions almost every single weekend and you know you might have gotten second here you probably would have gotten first over there that's another thing that drives in your mind but at the same time for every time that you might've gotten first somewhere else, you could have gotten third at another place. So like, what are you going to do to make sure that you're consistent no matter where you are that day or where you are in the country?
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. What is your, so what does your training look like right now? So you said, you know, you're probably not doing another show for till the end of the year potentially, but right now you're just kind of in the growth phase.
1: Yeah. So I am in the growth phase, definitely working with a bit of hypothy, hypotrophy training. Um, which is just mixing up the reps, making sure that they're not the same exact thing all the time uh, and making sure the reps that you're doing is enough for you to actually grow muscle um, within that area. So I'm someone who I don't train a push pull leg split. Um, I like to train a body part or two at a time and I go in on those parts (laughs) throughout. So right now, like I'm doing like an upper body, I'll have a chest day, back day, I break up my legs from, um, my front leg and my back leg and glutes. Um, and then I keep on cycling going forward with that.
0: That's awesome. That's super cool. And then what about like from a dietary standpoint, are you just, you just kind of, is it a surplus right now or.
1: Yeah. So I am at a surplus. Um, I am definitely, I'm eating good. I'll say, (laughs) um, so I'm at quite a surplus where I was, um, during competition prep, during competition prep absolute lowest that I ever got was around 1200 calories. Um, which that's pretty impressive. Some people, they dip under that thousand calorie point. So lowest I got was around 1200 calories. Um, now I'm consuming, I think it's around like 2,400, 2,300, 2,400 calories at this point, um, broken up all within macros. Do I hit it every single day? No, I definitely go and enjoy myself. Um, and I still struggle mentally sometimes where when I get stressed, I don't eat at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely working back through that, but I'm always gold at that certain point. And then I've been slowly increasing my carbohydrate and my protein intake throughout the whole, um, reverse diet. Cause my fats have been staying pretty consistent throughout.
0: Okay, That's awesome. I'm, I'm super proud of you. I know everyone at aim is, and we just want to keep seeing you crush it and keep seeing you accomplish everything you're, you're working towards. Thank you. <laughs> So last kind of thing I want to touch on is like, if you could give any advice, anything that you've learned yourself to someone maybe wanting to start, but they're just, you know, they're just either scared or they're just like, you know, thinking what if I don't do great? Like what kind of advice could you give someone that's like on the edge, ready to get get going, but they're just like, they need that push.
1: I would tell them with absolutely everything that, I mean, when I'm talking to my friends and all, it's how long have you been thinking about this? Well, just let them sit, like, all that time you could have been thinking about that. Think of how far that you could have been now. Why are you still waiting? That's good. So I always advise people, especially when you're getting into this, do your research. I do recommend, don't really be like, find a coach and have someone help you, especially having that person who's not directly in your shoes, who doesn't have like the prep goggles on. You can reset you straight be like, no, you're on track or also be like, okay, we need to, you know, put, press on the gas a little bit. Let's go. Um. Definitely find those types of people and never stop learning. If you guys ever find a coach who's like, oh, well, I know this, I'm not going to read anymore. And they're not constantly like trying to challenge themselves. That's not a good coach. This industry, we're constantly learning. There's constantly scientific studies that are coming out that should be applied to your coaching. Um, So definitely just read all you can be very real with yourself. Like, are you ready to start prep or not? If you need to grow, grow. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, And just making sure that you're taking that time for you and don't worry about what anyone else is thinking. People are always going to have something to say. That's good. End of day, they're not going to be on stage in a sparkly bikini you are. (laughs) So definitely just be in for you. But yeah, definitely do all your research and find people to help support you and find a coach that can help you out.
0: That's super good. That last thing you said really resonated because that's something I was talking about with someone the other day. And I was, I, I think I read it somewhere where we were talking about this idea of like, when people are saying stuff about you, especially in a sport like you, you know, you're doing, everyone's a critic. Like everyone's saying you're either doing super great or trying to, you know, say you need to improve this or that. But like normally the people that are saying like bad stuff about you are below you, like they're, it's, yeah. you never find someone that's way above you talking down to you because they just don't have the time. They're just, they're, they're going up. And so that's something we need to keep in mind is people are, you know, trash talking or hating on us, like, they're, they're probably behind us and we just got to keep our head down and keep grinding and do it for you and not for other people.
1: Exactly. Um, one of the companies that I interned with, um, mental cosmetics, I absolutely love them. Um, one of their sayings was be unapologetically you, like, do not apologize whatsoever for what you're doing. Cause it, you could be spending that time getting something else. And that's something that I'll definitely like, always preach hard. Like you're doing this unapologetically for you. No one needs an explanation.
0: That's so good. That's so good. And at the end of the day, like you got to be what motivates you. You know, you can have all these other things that, you know, are in the fire, but if it's not you driving you, you're not going to reach your full potential.
1: Exactly. Um, That's something I I tell my clients all the time. Like you're doing this for you. Like you're investing in me. You're investing in the gym. You're investing in yourself right now. Like we're all here rooting for you. All you got to do is go for it. Like, why wouldn't you invest in yourself? You're going to have the best ROI ever. There's literally no bad ROI out of this, so might
0: as well go for it. No doubt. As we wrap this thing up, I want to talk really, really quickly, just so you kind of brush on it. So you've started a business, you have clients, and you're training. Like, Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing and and how that's kind of coming to play with everything else you have going on.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am the head coach of G2 Fitness. I am G2. But we are just a tribe of people who – really want to focus on unapologetically investing into ourselves and identifying the different objectives in our lives and how we are going to go step by step to achieve them, whether that is just within fitness, our nutritional health, or within our mindset. Um, I take on clients, males, females. Um, I do lifestyle as of right now, but I do competition and PC style posing as well. Um, If you guys have any questions whatsoever, there is a link in my Instagram bio for an application, which an application always sounds so scary. It's literally just for me to get to like know you and see what's going on. I'm like, all right, do you have gluten intolerance? Do we have this? Let's find out. Um, So it's just a get to know you thing. We can like set up a call to chat more, but let me tell you, like starting this makes me so incredibly happy. I'm always talking on my Instagram stories about how proud my clients are making me. whether it is getting a message of being like, Hey, like my jeans are fitting better now and they haven't fit like this forever. Or I had someone yesterday that I was beaming about, um, she's a type one diabetic. And for the first time ever, she's had diabetes all her life. For the first time ever, she's like, Hannah, I had to lower my insulin because my body's waking up. I'm finally feeling hungry again. And that was just like a, <sighs> It's such an amazing thing. So definitely, with like D two fitness, we focus on your relationship with food, how you're perceiving it, and how, how much are you eating. Making sure that we're putting in food into your body that you're enjoying without sacrificing your entire social life. Because end of day, like we still want to go out and have fun and say hi to our family during the holidays um and mixing that with exercise to make sure that we're making sustainable bodies that are going to be good for you that you're going to feel good and confident about not just a body that would feel good for a quick crash diet later on
0: that's so cool i love that you're doing that and i'm sure you enjoyed like like you said just the when you can feel the impact you're making on other lives there's like nothing to compare that to like that's invaluable and it's it's so cool to use your passion to do it
1: exactly like when talking to friends i'm like how cool is it that we every single one of us has the ability to change someone's life like you should never leave someone and have that being a negative experience because every single experience you're going to learn something so it's like we all have that ability so the fact that I'm able to change someone's life where they can go out to a restaurant and feel confident about what they're ordering or be able to see potatoes and peanut butter and be like yes these are items that I want on a day-to-day basis that I know my body needs that's That's amazing for you. That makes me smile ear
0: to ear. that's incredible. Well, we appreciate you, Hannah. We're so excited for you. And Ambition of Mine always has your back. We're in full support. And we can't wait to keep seeing you crush your goals and and just being a monster.
1: Thank you so much. You guys are
0: incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the AIM podcast, episode 21 with Hannah Guzik. It was an exciting conversation, so much value, and it was just fun to hear her talk about so many different amazing things. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and on behalf of our AIM team, we're so excited to continue to follow Hannah and see all the amazing things she accomplishes and all the successes that she finds. This week, as we wrap things up, our biggest final takeaway point is for you guys to just go out there and be successful. Find whatever it is that you need to accomplish and you're going after and have extreme focus and extreme effort and you will go get it done. And we believe in you. And we're here to help you every step of the way. If you guys want us to talk about a particular topic or have a certain guest on, please tweet at us using hashtag AIM podcast. Or you can send us a message on Instagram at ambitioninmind247. And we would love to hear from you and connect with you. And just continue to grow this amazing community of people. Hope you guys have a great week. And we will be back next week with another awesome episode. Keep ambition in mind.